0: Oh, then why don't you give him some praise hallelujah 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 down deep in my soul i feel the presence of the lord one writer, our prophet said it's like fire shut up in my bones i i would be silent i would be quiet i wouldn't open my mouth and say anything but when i tried to shut my mouth It began to burn on the inside, and I had to open my mouth. I had to give God some praise. I had to speak God's truth, because when I don't speak it, Jesus said, if you don't talk, the rocks rocks will cry out and proclaim his majesty. The rocks will cry out and proclaim his glory. The rocks will cry out and proclaim how good he's been. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Down deep in your soul, why don't you release the pain? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, Lord, you've been so good to us. You've been so merciful and kind to us. We often fail to express how good you've been to us. We often fail to release unto you that which you're worthy of, that which you do. Help us, Lord, on today. Even as we give you the praise, help us, Lord, as we honor you. Help our, even our minds, Lord, to remember how far you brought us. The things that you brought us through, the, the things that we said we praise you for if we got on the other side of it, Lord. Help to bring that back to our remembrance. Because, Lord, when we think of your goodness, when we think of your goodness, our soul stirs on the inside and cries out, Hallelujah! 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 Because you're worthy. We release the highest praise, Lord, because you've been so good and so kind to us. So on today, we just say thank you. Come on and help me say thank you, Lord. Come on and help me say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord on this morning. We're certainly grateful to God for his goodness and his kindness to each and every one of us. And we're thankful to see each of you with us on this morning. Has God been good to anybody? We say God is good all the time. And all the time, our Lord and our Savior, he is good. We want to share something special. And we have dedicated this month to our Lord and Savior. We've been ministering about him all month. And we're going to continue in that vein even through Christmas. We want to remind you and also our listeners who are listening virtually, we will be having service on Christmas. We will be live as well, but we will start at 9 a.m. Again, on next Sunday, we will have service on Christmas. We won't have our normal Sunday morning education hour. But we will start at 9 a.m. live in the sanctuary, and we will also be live online. But we will start at 9 a.m. on Christmas morning. Amen? Amen. So we ask and plead that you join with us again on next Sunday. And for those who are watching virtually, tune in with us next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. And we will share a word that is special and blessed for you. We're going to the word of the Lord in Isaiah, the seventh chapter. And we're going to look at verse 14. And we'll also be looking at Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Again, that's Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. And then we're going to move over to Isaiah chapter 9 and look at verse 6. And the word of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 7 and 14 reads like this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive. And bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. Looking up, skipping over to Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 reads, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Lord, touch us in these destiny moments. Let us be mindful of what you're trying to speak into our lives. Allow this word to push us toward your promises. And Lord, do not allow us to leave this moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments about... The meaning of the word Emmanuel, which is God with us. Say that with me. Say God God. with us. When we look at this scripture, when we look at this text, this really comes at a time where Israel needed consolation. I want you to know that this word came in a time of struggle. It didn't come in a time of peace, but this came in a time of captivity and struggle that that Isaiah is prophesying to the people what shall be, not what was at that moment, but he was prophesying to them what shall be, what they had to look forward to, and that even though they were under stress and strain and that they were under captivity and, and they were experiencing great loss, that that was not going to be their destiny. They had something special. God had something special prepared for them if they could hold on unto God's promise. And see, that's what we have to understand. A lot of times what we see in the word here is these prophets. They're speaking on what shall be, what will happen. They're talking about their destination, where they are going, and not where they currently are. And it's reminding you that you can be blessed and still struggle. You can be blessed, you can be ordained, you can be chosen, and your environment might not match up with what God told you. I want you to speak that to somebody because they need to hear it. I want you to look at somebody and point at them and say, your environment doesn't match up with what God told you. And I need that to be an encouragement to you. I need you to get that in your spirit because I'm not what I look like. Uh, not, not what I look like. I, I, I'm not the, the job that I'm currently occupying. Uh, oh, let me help you. I'm not the apartment uh, I, I, that I live in. Uh, I, I wish I would talk to you, man. I, I, don't 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 reduce me to the clothes that I wear, or or even reduce me to the way that I talk. You don't don't reduce me to what is in my bank account. My my environment right now is not matching up with what God told me, because I can be blessed and still looking like look like I'm struggling. You know how I know that because you can be a man who has betrothed the wife, and you haven't laid with her, but she's pregnant. Talk to me, Joseph. You, you can be Joseph and Mary and being under orders to go be counted in the census. and You can be on your way to Bethlehem, but you don't have anywhere to stay. There is no room in the end. Uh, You can be pregnant and on on the precipice of giving birth to this baby, and the only thing that the only accommodations you can find is a little barn outside the back, and you have to lay your newborn baby in a cow trough with straw. Come on and talk to me here, but 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 you're blessed, And, and you're highly favored of God. It's just that my environment and my circumstances don't, don't match up to where, what God told me, but, but don't get it twisted, I'm still chose. I, I'm still anointed. Talk to me, David. I, I can still be in the backyard shoveling sheep dung and taking care of these dirty and nasty sheep while my good-looking brothers stay inside the house. And even when someone calls upon my father's son, my father seems to forget who I am and where I am. Uh, but but, but, but when, when the oil comes, <laughs> when, the, when the oil comes and it won't pour for Eliab or any of the rest of my brothers, but when uh, Samuel hears that there's one more son who's out there with the sheep, <laughs> Samuel said let us stand and we will not leave until I I see him because even though I thought these were the good looking brothers the oil didn't recognize their good lookingness didn't matter how handsome they were didn't matter how tall I wish y'all were here with me didn't matter what clothes they had on didn't matter how tall they were didn't matter how eloquent they were didn't matter how well educated they were the oil would not flow and guess what it didn't flow until I got there And, and let me tell you this It was so shook that the the prophet himself didn't think I was the one. Looked on me and he wasn't impressed. The only reason he anointed me is because the oil started flowing. (laughs) If the oil had flowed for somebody else, he would have already been gone. I never would have met him, but it was the oil that kept him in line to make him recognize that it's not about what I look like right now. Not a matter that I smell like the sheep. It's not a matter of my occupation. Doesn't matter what my job is. I might be mopping the floors. I might be flipping the fries, baby. Don't look at what I'm doing, baby. My my environment does not yet look like what God told me. Doesn't look like it. So so I. I but 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 the the question is, do you know who you are? Point at somebody and say, Do you know who you are? I I, I can flip the fries with a righteous indignation because I know who I am. I I can mop the floor and do my best at what I'm doing, and I can do it with a song in my heart and a smile on my face because I know who, who I am. And the thing about it is your failure to recognize who I am doesn't diminish what God told me. Oh, let let me put that in your spirit. That'll make you happy this week. Your failure to recognize who I am does not diminish what God told me. Okay, come talk to me, Joseph. Joseph, I told my brothers the dream. I told them what was coming. I told them what was about to happen, but they still threw me in the pit. They dipped my coat of many colors in blood and told my father that I was dead when they sold me off to the Ishmaelites, a traveling band of slave traders took me on to to Egypt, and while I was in Egypt, I became a slave in in, in Potiphar's house. And while I was there and I was a slave, but but yet while I was yet working, God still recognized what he put in me. (laughs) God's word was still true while, while I was a slave in, in the house, and even when I was falsely accused and I was thrown in prison, what God had put in me still shined through because even though my environment didn't match up with what God told me, I didn't forget who I was. And see, that's a trick of the devil. The devil will surround you with circumstances that look so bad that you'll forget who you are. Talk to me, prodigal son. The prodigal son was down in, 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 in the pig pit, and, and when he was about to eat of the corn husk that the pigs did eat, all of a sudden he remembered who he I wish I were in here with me. I, I, I remember where I am. I remember where I come from because in my father's house, if I'm a servant, I wish you were walking with me this morning. If I'm a servant in my father's house, I'll eat better than this. I'll dress better than this. I won't be subject to these circumstances. The prodigal son, all he had to do was remember who he was. Who he was. Who he was. So then let me take you back to Joseph. So Joseph, he, he goes and ministers to the, the butler and the baker, and he, and, he gives, and he gives them their dream after they had been kicked out of, out of Pharaoh's house. And then, and then Pharaoh is, is smart enough to, to have a dream, and then in, in the interpretation of the dream, he doesn't just want people to interpret him. He wants them to tell him what the dream was because he don't want people faking on him. He don't want people lying to him. So Joseph goes and tells Pharaoh what his dream was and then he interprets to him what that dream was. But see, the thing about it, the reason they had to call Joseph is because nobody else was qualified. (laughs) And you know what, the butler said, it may seem strange to you, Pharaoh, but out of all these people here, none of them are as qualified as the man I met in prison. Right. Let, let me just tell you, don't matter where you are right now, don't forget what's in you. It no, th- th- doesn't matter what your circumstances look like right now, don't forget what is, what is, what is, what is in you. Okay, talk to me, Naaman. Naaman had a servant that was inside his house, and this, this servant wasn't even one of his people. It wasn't a Syrian girl, but rather it was an Israelite slave girl that was in his house. And when Naaman was stricken by leprosy, he said, what am I going to do? And then a little slave Israelite girl that was inside the house said, I know a man. Yeah. I know a man. Uh, uh, uh. I I know a prophet, don't don't judge me by the basket that I'm carrying right now and that I live in your house and I'm your slave and I belong to you. Don't judge me by by that. I still know I have something on the inside of me. And I know a man, and even though you're more powerful than me and you're more rich than me, I know somebody better than you now (laughs) that that can help deliver you from the situation that you're in uh, right now. And And let me give you this, because there are some people over you right now that haven't recognized you, but when they get desperate enough, I wish I would talk to people. When they get desperate enough, Naaman didn't ask who she was. He didn't ask what her name was. She didn't ask what her nationality was. She, he started listening to her because he was so tired of being leprous that he just wanted to be healed. And, and, and when you get tired enough, you'll you listen to somebody that you think is beneath you. But God had placed her in the right place and had put something in her. So he started listening to her because her words were speaking deliverance into his life doesn't matter where you are. Don't forget who you are. Now, now, now let me tell you this. and It's the flip reverse of this when we go back to Joseph. Because, see, Joseph always knew who he was, even though his brothers were intimidated by that. So he, 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 he rises back up to the second in command there in Egypt. And when he rises there to command in Egypt and then his brothers are still in his homeland, guess what? God sends a famine all through the land sends a famine through the land, and when he sends the famine through the land, his father, Jacob, tells his brothers to go to Egypt to get grain, go to Egypt to get food. So so they go to Egypt to get food, and guess who they run into? They run into Joseph, uh, the little boy with the dreams that they threw in the pit. They run into Joseph, the little boy that had been sold into slavery and falsely accused of the house of Potiphar. They, they run into Joseph, who had a little time, who had spent a little time away, now we say. He had spent three to five to years, come on y'all. He had spent a little time away in prison. They, they run into Joseph. And the funny thing about it is Joseph has ascended to the place where God told him he was going to go, the place he was talking about in his dream when his brothers tried to cast him away. And when they walk in the room, guess, guess what? Joseph recognizes them, but they don't recognize Joseph. <laughs> uh, I want you to get that. Joseph recognized them, but they didn't recognize Joseph. So when some of the people around you start saying that they don't recognize you, uh, I, I wish y'all would get this. I, I wish I would get this. And, and See, I began I begin to understand that the reason they didn't recognize him is not that his face couldn't have been familiar. It's just that they didn't see him being where he was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when your friends start saying that you're different, you're acting different, you're, you're talking different, you, don't, you, you you act like you don't want to be around us anymore. Well, no, baby, it, the problem is not you. The problem is that they never imagined you being. Uh, yes. Have you ever somebody ever heard somebody say that can't be them? Yeah. Yeah. No, no that, that that can't be Joseph sitting in that seat. now He, he, he looks a little bit familiar, but, but it just can't be Joseph, and that's the problem some people around you are having is because when God elevates you to the place that he desires you to be, they look and they say, no, nah, that can't be them. You know why? And then they, they qualified by saying, because I knew them when. <laughs> I wish I had some real people in here. I, 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 I remember when they couldn't rub two pennies together. <laughs> I, I, I remember when when everybody laughed at them and everybody talked about it. That can't be them because I remember them when. And I came to tell you the problem with some of us have in growing is because our soil, our environment is not right. We have too many. It can't be them because I remember them when, people. Oh. <laughs> In our lives. And, I, and I've told you about toxic people. We, I told you toxicity affects the whole environment. The reason you can't be with toxic people is not because it's just the ground is not just toxic, but it emits fumes. So you can't even breathe around toxicity. So you need to be in the right environment. Some of you who know how to grow plants, I'm not one of these people. But if you know how to grow plants, some plants need more sun. Some plants need less sun. Some plants need a lot of water. Some plants need little water. And the way that it'll flourish is based on it being in the right environment. And maybe, if we think about it for a moment, I'm about finished. If we think about it for a moment, maybe my failure to grow is less about what God put in me and more about the environment that I choose to live in. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's about the environment that I choose to live in. Well, well, well you need some scripture? Jesus said, I, I threw some seed among some hard ground. And I threw some seed among the weeds. And I, I, I threw some th- seed among the thorns. And, 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 and the thorns came in and they choked out the, the 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 growth. And then the weeds came up and they and they, they diluted and, and messed up the growth. And the hard ground wouldn't accept the seed. What he's saying, the seed is good. It's just a matter of you being in the right environment. Maybe, maybe I, I, I have more potential and maybe the reason my potential has not been released is because I haven't subjected it to the right environment. The right environment. I, I, I need to be in the right environment. And that's what Isaiah, he's preaching hope to these people. He's letting them know that you're going to grow. There's a great promise in you, but we're going to have to move from where we are because we're not in the right environment. But I want you to hold on to hope because a son is coming. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the son, the, the son is coming. And, and even though he's coming and he's not yet here, I want you to know that you remind you that God is with us. He's just a reminder. His name is Emmanuel, but his name, Emmanuel, is just a reminder of a condition that already exists, and that is that God is with us. We're in captivity right now, but... God is with us. Joseph was in the pit, but, but yeah, yeah, God is still with us. The, 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 the prodigal son was in the pig pen, but, but God is with us. You're in debt right now. Come on and talk to me. But God is with us. You're not on the job that is your dream job, but God is with us. Your finances are not where you desire them to be, but I want you to know that God is with us. God is with us. Why don't you personalize and say, God is with me. God's with me. God is with me. But for me to reach my promise that he's given me, I got to get through this storm. I got to get through the storm to get to the promise. See, that's how God works. Remember when the the, the disciples said they were out on Lake Gennesaret and they, Jesus said to them, let us go to the other side. But in between them getting to the other side, they encountered a great storm storm was so great that they went down and woke up Jesus in the middle of the storm, and Jesus had to proclaim, peace be still, but the problem is, and I don't want you to do this, they forgot the word. Point at your neighbor and say, don't forget the word. Jesus gave them the word. What was the word? Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Let us, <laughs> I wish I had some folks with me this morning. Let us go to the other side. I'll tell you what we're gonna do when we get there, but what he's saying is we're gonna make it to the other side. Let let me tell somebody right there, because you're in the middle of the storm and it looks like your ship is about to sink, but God is saying, God with us, we're gonna make it to the other side. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, we're gonna make it to the other side. That means God has declared already uh, what the condition that will be. Uh, First of all, in the middle of the ship, they should have remembered. That God with us, uh, Emmanuel, is on board. Uh, No matter what storm we face, uh, God is with us. Uh, We're going to make it uh, to the other side. Uh, And I don't know what your storm is. Uh, I don't know what you're struggling with. Uh, I don't know how the rain is pouring in your life. Uh, It doesn't matter. Uh, if it looks like the ship is about to tip over, God with us, you're gonna make it out to the other side. Point at somebody and say, you're gonna make it. Up. You're gonna make it to the other side. You don't have to wait until the battle is over. You can shout right now because I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. Say it for yourself, I'm gonna make it. To the other side. Everyone standing on your feet. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. Hallelujah. 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 I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it going to make it to the other side. Why? Why do I know that I'm going to make it? It's not because of me. But Jesus is on my ship. Come on, say it for yourself. Say, Jesus is on my ship. I can't sink. I can't be destroyed. He's on my ship. God with us God with us Emmanuel Emmanuel God with us I heard somebody somebody on social media was they were making a joke about churches singing the song Emmanuel too much they were saying that we sing the song too much But to me, that's a fundamental misunderstanding of what Emmanuel means. Can I sing God with us too much? Can I say God with us too much? Can I ever say that too often? Because when I'm saying that, sometimes baby, the word I'm speaking is not for you, it's for me. I need to remind myself. When I'm about to fall into depression, When I'm allowing anxiety to wreck my body and my brain and my spirit. Emmanuel, God with us. I'm reminding myself that I'm not alone in this thing. I'm reminding myself that I'm not struggling alone. But every now and then, you need a reminder that Jesus is on board. Jesus is on board. Point at somebody and say, Jesus is on board. Jesus. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus is on board. And let me speak to somebody right now. In the middle of your tears in the middle of your crying and praying. If you'll be still long enough, Jesus will speak to you. And he'll say, I'm here too. I'm here too. You're not crying by yourself. I'm here too. You're not struggling by yourself. I'm, I'm right here. I'm right here with you when you're sorting through your bills and you're trying to figure out how I'm going to make it, Jesus is saying, I'm sitting right beside you. You're not in that doctor's office by yourself. Why are you sitting on that little sheet of paper on top of that bed? Jesus said, make a little room for me. I'm sitting. I'm right here. I'm right here. Which, when the doctors holding the scan up in the against the light, so you can look at what he's trying to show you. Jesus said, "I'm looking too." But better than that, he said, "I already knew." And I want to remind you that no weapon that's formed against you—somebody say, "No weapon, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper." I was wounded for your transgressions. I was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon me, and with my strife, you are healed. I'm right here, Emmanuel, God with us. I'm right here, I'm right here, I'm right here. I'm right here, which right here, which. Hallelujah. And sometimes it takes adversity for you to remember God's presence. I often tell the story, and if you're tired of it, I'm sorry, I'm going to keep telling it as my testimony. When my truck was swerving off the road and I was headed for the telephone pole, the only thing I could think to say was Jesus. And you know what, Elder McGee? You know what now? I realize that I may have lost control of the wheel, but Jesus said, "I'm right here with you. I got you. I got you. I got this." You, you're a little too disturbed to handle this situation. Jesus is saying, "I've got it." And when you release the wheel, bo shanabosha. I wish I had somebody in here when you release the will of your life and you say Jesus Jesus said baby I'm right here I got you I'll take care of it I'll handle it Emmanuel God with us come on put those hands together and give God some praise in this house hallelujah hallelujah Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your world that comes to remind us that even the death, in the depth of our despair, Lord, you're right there with us. So therefore, we can declare we're, we're persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, because Lord, Emmanuel, God, you're with us. Well, let us be reminded through this season, through the gifts and the presents and the Santa Claus and the reindeer. Lord, let us be reminded that you are Emmanuel. God, you are with us. Through our trial, through our storm, through our low points, through our depression, through our anxiety, through our hurt, through our pain, Lord, you are with us. Let us be reminded to turn the wheel over to you, to trust you with it, And Lord, when you bring us out, let us not fail to give you the glory, to give you the honor, and to give you the praise, Lord, for everything that you've done for us. And we're praising you right now in advance for what you're about to do in our lives. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. For those of you who've been watching us virtually, we praise God that you will live like Emmanuel and know that God is with you. God bless you. I hope and pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line and in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at brighttemple.com Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.